0: Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato.
1: I'm Ashley Brook Roberts.
0: This is a podcast all about reality television. Woohoo. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge. Season 35, Total Madness, Episode 9, entitled Backstabber. Dun, dun, dun. Backstabber, is that a song? I've never heard it. It must be a song. Surely. That's their whole deal this season. Songs. They've been doing, I think, songs for a long time sometimes they do actual puns or plays on words where they actually change names this season they're just like should i stay or should i go yeah. that's it they're not messing around love with will it. tear us apart here we go
1: they did movie titles i feel like a few season ago yeah i Two mean seasons. I,
0: I do feel as though they uh they're putting a little extra oomph on these titles when most people don't see the titles i think Um, I think they kind of just rock and roll with this, but we pay attention to the details. I appreciate the effort. Absolutely. Folks, thank you for listening to this podcast. Do us a favor, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Also, if you want our Patreon, check out realityblowspodcast.com for all your Reality Blows needs. Ashley, let's do it.
1: This is a hot episode. I got a lot to say about this episode. Um, There's something that happened on on this episode that is either uh, an editing... Purposeful editing um, maneuver, or a horrible gameplay, huh. and I can't figure out which it what it yeah. is. Can't wait to discuss it with you.
0: I think I know where you're getting at because you kept saying it while we were watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also thought this was a great Wes one-liner episode.
0: Dude, he was dropping those zingers yeah. left and right.
1: And then I'd also like to subtitle this episode as a Josh appreciation episode, Dude. which we will get into. Um, I know that that is a controversial take. Okay. Not People... in this
0: house. I mean, we fucking love him. We really do love
1: Josh. <laughs> and I, I feel like he didn't dis- disappoint last night. Um, so well, this episode starts with everybody coming back after purgatory. They're going back into the bunks. Um, Kyle is calling Wes a sneak sneaky, and I am I'm guessing it is alluding to the fact that um, Bear got put into the elimination, and everyone kept calling it a blindside.
0: Apparently, this was a total blindside. Has the word blindside been used in the challenge so much before this season?
1: That's a good question. I don't think so. I haven't heard people refer to moves as a blindside.
0: Do you think with the absorption of Jay? That now we're taking on some mm, of this survivor survivor lingo? That's
1: a good question. I also wonder if Jay has opened the door to other survivors being cast. And oh now that Viacom God. and CBS have teamed up, why wouldn't they tap into that pool?
0: Can you imagine if Boston Rob shows up on next season? It's a Boston Rob versus Johnny Bananas season. Battle of the mooks. I mean, get
1: Russell in there. Get
0: Russell in there. To weird boy. out all the women.
1: <laughs> um. So... Kyle's calling Wes a sneak. I think it has to do with this Bear situation, putting Bear in against Nelson. But then we get an interview from Wes and Bananas, one of these classic um, sort of, what is that word? It's a,
0: a side-by-side. Side-by-side,
1: thank you. Mm-hmm. We get a side-by-side it, it's interview. It's early. It is early, guys. We did wake up at 6 a.m. to do this, uh, yeah. just to crank it out, get it out to you fine
0: folks. Cr- crank this shit
1: out. Um, we get a side-by-side of Wes and Bananas talking about how they mastermind getting Jordan into the elimination. Yeah. Uh, and this is just a quick sort of nod to the fact that now Jordan is out of the game.
0: Completely had forgotten since last week that Jordan was taken out of the game in such a, would you call it unceremonious? I would. In an unceremonious way, Fessy ripping the baton out of the man's hand.
1: And and his arm out of his shoulder. Ah,
0: bad news. But Um, they
1: they didn't talk about the injury.
0: No, they They, they didn't highlight any of that. And there was no, like, talk afterwards of, like... Yo, I feel bad about this. Or yeah. yo, that was fucked. Like there was none of it. Everybody just moved the hell on. They
1: wrapped it up pretty quick.
0: As a matter of fact, they doubled down on it uh, in the interviews. That side by side, you have Johnny literally being like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Like, this is what that pompous asshole gets. Not his quote, but basically what he was saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Wes said something also not his quote, but that uh, amounted to the guy got taken out in a body bag, sort yeah, of. Yeah. Ha
0: ha ha. Yeah. We conquered him.
1: Mm-hmm. That brings us. To F- Fessy Nelson and Corey talking, and I think they're in the activities room. Um, and Corey wants a red skull. Corey wants one.
0: Corey is our new Tory. Corey's our new Tory. Every episode, he's like, "Man, I'm hung. I got a thirst, and the only way to quench it is a red skull." Ha ha ha! You know. The thing about this is it's like, I'm like, man, this is going to be the Corey Red Skull episode. Mm -hmm. uh Nuh-uh. This Mm -hmm. is a women's day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, they're building. They're They're building. building. They're building. They're building. And they're also looking around. How hilarious is it that the Jamooks of Nelson and Fessy and who else was sitting at that table? Was it just the three of them?
1: Well, later the camera pans out and reveals Maddie is there as well.
0: Okay, right. But just those boys, like, and Corey still at the bottom of the pecking order, can't get his skull. That guy, he really is not very good at this game.
1: Interesting you say that. I would disagree. Okay. I would disagree. I just
0: feel like he never has a shot in hell, and I feel like what we're going to see here is he's going to go in and flame out like Tori did. I really do. I mean, we don't see that this episode because it's a women's day, but it's like, I just don't have faith in Corey. I don't think Corey's ever going to win this.
1: Corey has, uh, Corey, I I don't know Corey's elimination record, but I don't think it's as good as Nelson. I'd put money on it that it's not as good as Nelson, but Corey's made it to a final. Well, Nelson co- has never made it. To Nelson's a final.
0: like tried to like hang his whole hat on his elimination he's record. He's the elimination king. And on the opposite end of things, Wes or Bananas, I think it might have been Bananas because he's got the vendetta against Corey. Like last episode, when they were like deliberating who was going to go in, they eventually threw in Jordan. Bananas was like, Have you seen Corey in an elimination? Let's throw his ass in there. It was just yeah. like. And now I'm remembering, I'm like, man, he flames out hard on eliminations. Maybe this is the redemption season for big core. Because you start thinking, we are seeing Corey as sort of like the boy, like the underdog and like the boy I'm going to get in there and kick some ass guy. And it's like, is it his season? Because before, I I forgot he was on this show the first couple of episodes. Mm. And now I'm like, he's kind of, he's, he's kind of sifting through this season untouchable in a way. But he still don't have that red skull, man gotta get that red skull
1: yeah he is and i wonder if he's going through this season untouchable i agree with you and i think he has a secret alliance with west that is just not being addressed on the show yeah um because he basically bananas usually goes after Corey, and Corey usually goes after bananas and both of them have had opportunities to go after each other and neither of them have done it and i think it is because Corey is working with west that is my prediction mm. i have to say here i love watching fessy nelson and Corey talk and i want to start a petition on change.org to get Hunter replaced with Fessy in the Young Bucks.
0: Jury's still out on Fessy for me. I thought Fessy was uh, a different type of a dude, but he just is starting to seem like one of these. Goobers, that I belongs on the Corey nelson team he, sorry he,
1: he was a last episode he was a little he seemed like offended he was yeah. getting put in which is not a good look you don't want that uh you don't want to have that sort of attitude and his
0: whole he started to talk like a young buck where it's like they're all sitting at that table and he's like looking at nelson and Corey. And he's like guys everything we wanted to happen happened last night
1: <laughs> yeah that's i a-
0: got a red skull he got a red skull and then Corey's like. Yeah, and get no red skull, but uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. He's like, yeah, everything's coming up. The young fucks. <laughs> they're the young fucks now. Yeah,
1: I like that. That makes me like him and want him to be with Corey. And Nelson, I also like we see him eating and making faces a lot in the background. And I think that's fun, too. All right, fine. Okay, so they're all sitting there. And then Kayla walks into the uh, the activities room and she stops. She sees them. She stops and she walks out. That's when the camera pans out. We see that Maddie is there. Um, and Maddie says, that's going to happen a lot now.
0: Because uh, she's bitter that her boy got taken away.
1: Yeah, she's upset. He was blindsided. That brings uh, us to the bunks where Kayla and Josh are talking. And Josh explains what happened with Swaggy during the elimination in Purgatory. Josh learned through sort of deductive reasoning that Swaggy was working with Wes. Because when they put Bear in, Josh was shocked. And Swaggy was like, why are you shocked? Wes has been saying all day that he's going to put Bear in. And then Josh was like, No, he hasn't. He hasn't told us that. And then Josh realized that Swaggy and Wes are in a secret alliance.
0: You made him sound a lot more cool than he sounds. Uh, Josh kind of always has this mode, and he's really in it in this scene, where he's like, you guys, (laughs) Swaggy is on the other alliance, and he's working with Johnny. Yeah. And everybody's (laughs) like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, I think it would be good if he wasn't in the game.
1: You make him sound so (laughs) stupid. (laughs) That's how he does it. I'm telling you, I know it's
0: coming from me, but that's a spot on Josh.
1: He talks faster than that. If you can do that voice, but talk a little bit faster. You guys,
0: Swaggy is in an alliance. Okay. And he's trying to win the game. Nani is there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Nani's there, and she's like, yeah, that's right. That is what's going on. And then Josh I think some of these people want to get a red skull. Josh says it's fucking war. Do that one. It's fucking war. (laughs) Okay. That brings us to Bailey, Swaggy, and Wes talking, and... Basically, Swaggy is sort of warning Wes, like, "Hey, heads up! Everybody's talking about you." I overheard uh Josh and the girls talking in the bunks, and Wes is like, "Well, who gives a shit about Josh? First off, and like the girls I've known for ten years, like, it's okay." The highlight of this for me are that Swaggy and Bailey are playing cards—something I would like to do as a couple. Okay, Nick, I think we need to emulate them. There are a couple goals, okay, yeah. and we need to be playing cards in our uh, spare time.
0: When I see a blanket with all our pictures on it then we'll get some cards in this house but until then ain't happening what i thought personal
1: note personal note are you guys constantly trying to convince your lover to play cards with you because that is my life okay go for it
0: what i thought the interesting part of this scene and i'm surprised you didn't take this as a note do you know you know what we located in this scene
1: the chessboard the
0: chessboard yeah Josh came over, grabbed the chessboard to witness yeah. Wes and Swaggy sort of uh, talking. There was also like they were talking strategy and then Swaggy was like, oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, what's up with them red skulls? Yeah. <laughs> and then like Josh walked in, like side eyed them, walked out. And then Wes was like, what the hell are you talking about with those red skulls? Sorry, and he's like, he's like Never nah, mind, no, mind. I was just like doing that so um, he didn't see us. And then like they talk a little bit and um, you get. Uh, like a secret, like they're trying, they're like trying not to look like they're an alliance, but then they do like a little secret handshake. They like dap it up with their fingers in a weird oh, position. I not see them do a and handshake. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe that Wes and Swaggy are on like secret handshake level, and they're doing it in the house. That seems so ridiculous that they'd be caught talking together after all this.
1: What I think is interesting is that Swaggy was able to tell Wes that he was under the microscope.
0: You guys, I just saw Swaggy and Wes talking to one another, and Swaggy mentioned a red skull i think something's up
1: i saw swaggy and uh, i thought it was interesting that swaggy was able to tell west that he is under a microscope without revealing the fact that he in fact, spilled the beans to Josh. Mm, yeah, He did it in a way where he was like, heads up, you should know this is what's going on, but he didn't say, like, my bad. Heads you know?
0: up, I screwed the fuck up.
1: We get a little interview here from Bailey while this is all happening, and she just kind of explains that Josh is the most paranoid person in the world, I think is, is her what she says.
0: And on another note, I keep seeing helicopters.
1: <laughs> and then Wes uh, just says that Josh is not that smart, and you know what, I feel like... I feel like Josh is smart. Like, I know everybody's making fun of Josh all the time, but like...
0: Yo, no lie... I'm very smart.
1: Okay, you gotta stop doing that. It is very (laughs) frustrating to constantly be interrupted with that voice. I'll
0: only do that four or five more times later.
1: At the end of this conversation, Wes says, um, "This is the furthest rookies have ever made it without a single vote." Speaking to Bailey and Swaggy, I guess he
0: can't. He can't. I guess taking
1: credit for their success so far, saying like, "I'm the one that has protected you."
0: I just don't. I feel like that's. Is that true? That's what we- of work, rookies never
1: I maybe maybe that's I, I that far that's that they haven't taken. A, I believe that that could be true.
0: I got to check the stats that stats guy on uh, Instagram who does like challenge stats. I'm gonna hope, hopefully he'll have some sort of stats like that up. I got to check them.
1: He needs to look into that um,
0: challenge data.
1: That brings us to the activities room, and this is just sort of like all the gals working out. We see Anisa, Casey, and Maddie working out. Jenny's there too. Dee's there, and we just kind of learned that like I guess we learned that people want skulls.
0: Yeah, it's uh looks like everybody's scrambling for those skulls.
1: Yeah, I don't know really what the point of the scene was. That brings us to D talking to Rogan, and then here we learn that D wants to throw Jenny in. What? I thought they were in an alliance.
0: D is uh in her words. What is these D words that you... I mean, I'm sure I mean, you you're talking
1: down. about the the last thing the, she says, but during, yeah. the, the, we, that's the cap of this scene. Mm-hmm. The meat of this scene is that D is looking around and going, damn, I gave the strongest woman in the house a red skull at the beginning of this game. I'm not going to be able to beat her in a final. I need to get her out. And Rogan is saying, what? She's your number one girl. I'm your number one guy. What are you talking about? And D's like, will you help me? And then Rogan's like, no, I will not help
0: you. It's a lot of sus situations happening. Happening in this scene. Number one, the fact that D is trying to get Jenny out and not really mentioning that she fucked up. She didn't mention that. She was just like, look, she's got a skull. And it's like, yeah, you handed it to her. Um, so I kind of feel like there was no, like, it was almost as if she was trying to show how dope she is by this conversation and like, check out how cutthroat I am. But it's like, you fucked up. And it's like there was no mention of that, and Rogan was not. Rogan didn't go, yeah, but you fucking gave it to her. Like, what's the deal? So I don't know. I I don't I I, I like her in this because I think that once again in the capper here, she is uh, acting like a real reality television show villain. Like she's leaning into it and yeah. kind of felt that this season a little yeah. bit like it was premeditated. Like I'm coming in like a dickhead. Yeah. And uh, she really is, and I kind of respect that, but. Also, it's like you made the mistake. Now, Rogan, I can't believe how quick Rogan was to be like, fuck no, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, why?
0: To go against his Wes alliance. You know, he's not necessarily aligned with Wes, but he is by proxy. Yeah. And I kind of feel like why would you sort of put that in jeopardy? He must be seeing some other shit going on and he must see Wes as a threat and want to cut ties with him because otherwise it makes no sense that he would not just lie to her and be like, well, yeah, we'll see about it. You know what I mean? It was such like a no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Now, she has an amazing quote here.
1: She says, proper psychopath this season I am.
0: Proper psychopath this season I am. First of all. Yoda how speak. Can- Yoda speak like pirate speak. <laughs> proper uh, psychopath I mean, this
1: season I am. I am, I
0: am. I am. Proper psychopath I am this season. I am, I am proper psychopath. It's like... The best thing I've ever heard her say easily. Agree, and she does it with like a little like nod to the camera, like "Yeah, motherfuckers, I am a proper psychopath." This season, I am.
1: Would you say there's a twinkle in her eye? Totally, when she, says it?
0: she lights up, and I lit up too. I believe my quote was, "This is the coolest shit she's ever said." <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. um, I'm on, I'm on the D train. I know everybody's not really into the D train. I think I'm we're the, the, the only D people train. who like D. I didn't love her the uh, up until this moment, and now I'm like, "Fuck yeah, D's like." Cause I I couldn't tell like is like is this all getting to her head like is this how she's really flexing on this show
1: and now we know
0: it ain't is it hers met medi- a premeditated decision to be a fucking pirate and and <laughs> to, to be out there and scaring people and making wild ass moves and be trying to get a villain at it and guess what she's getting her fucking villain at it
1: a proper she, psychopath she is
0: a proper psychopath uh, path this season she is so <laughs> it's is, like she is. um I, I i'm way for it i just think it's like um I, I guess i'm more baffled by rogan's uh response here but we'll see how it pans out
1: uh, rogan says something later in this episode where i was like oh maybe that's what's been going on with you all season but we'll get to that in a bit i've got terrible jock itch
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what he says <laughs>
1: The loofah cabinet has given me jock itch. That brings us to the daily big Tay hobble Big Tay big T hobbles up on crutches. She's worried that TJ is going to send her home. TJ, I'm worried TJ is going to send me home. TJ immediately sends her home. I think
0: she sent her home. I I think that she didn't want to compete anymore. She split hoof toe. Dude, you got what? A couple stitches in a toe. Wrap that shit up throw it in like a little c- protective little casing or something and get your ass in the daily
1: Hunter Barfield played with a broken hand.
0: Yeah, a broken hand, a twisted neck, uh, a fucked up eye. No hey, Tony st- you- lost
1: a spleen. Tony lost a spleen. I mean, he went home. He did go home. I mean,
0: I just think that she quit, and I think nobody wanted to get on her case because she's Big T, and I think she's a real waste on this show. Get th- get her the fuck out of here. She's never going to wow. be.
1: Wow, you're not a Big nah, T fan. I, I'm sorry. Everybody I'm- loves her though. That's what they keep telling us.
0: Okay, that's fine. I don't want anybody that's not going to cause... Like, pick a side, you know? You
1: want some competition, and okay. you want some, some drama. drama.
0: Not going to happen with her. Sorry. Get yeah. out of here. You stink.
1: There's like a everybody loves Big T segment here. Oh, she's so great. Everybody loves her. We all love her. Everyone's charmed. Big T, Big T, Big T. Clearly not, Nick. That brings us to... I will say something about being charmed by Big T. I feel like everybody was talking about how charming she was. And I kept waiting to see it. Like, I was like, when are we going to see this footage of her being, like, funny and charming? And then last week, there was some footage, specifically one phrase that she said, which was fresh cotton pads, which made me LOL. And I was like, okay, I get a glimpse of it now. In this retrospective, as she's leaving, of how much we all love Big T, the funny phrase they used was the fresh cotton pads. And I was like, oh, you guys just got one. There's just one on on camera.
0: And that's why we saw it out of a... Billion hours of footage, that's what we got.
1: That brings us to the daily, it's called Tunnel Rat. This daily, in my opinion, is cool as hell. You basically shoot down these tubes underground. So you you go into a tube and you fall you know who knows 20 feet who knows 30 feet you hit a pool a
0: thousand feet who knows
1: you hit a pool of water it's dark it's cold you don't know what's in that water could be an alligator okay could be ct waiting to grab your ankle pull you down and then while you're in this water you got to swim around find puzzle pieces grab those puzzle pieces run out of the tunnels put the puzzle together um tj explains it to us and then he says this is going to be a double female elimination day
0: D-F-E-D. Yeah. Double Female Elimination Day. Ashley was looking at me confused, so I cleared it up. Guys, I like it. I like that we're doing double eliminations. I mean, now that I know the score here, that that whoever is in the tribunal is going to get double power, as long as they continue to have that happen like they did last time, it won't feel like such a weird thing that last episode, the two strongest players in the house or the oldest players in the house got so much power biggest stars on the show yada 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 now i thought that this was a cool daily as well except for the fact that once again i feel like they screwed up getting coverage i don't think i couldn't tell who was where where anybody was who anybody was the lighting was fucked they didn't have like enough room in this tunnel to film and so what must have been really intense and cool to do to me kind of came off lame on camera, and eventually they were just in a swimming pool. Like, yeah, I guess it was cold. Didn't seem as cold as that one thing where they were chipping ice off and moving puzzle pieces in the first couple of episodes yeah did not seem as cool as that as far as like how crazy it was how cold it was they didn't mention it was being
1: it was cold i feel like on that daily you could see the puzzle pieces so you the viewer knew what was going on on this daily you couldn't see the puzzle pieces and we had to rely on interviews of people being like and that's when i noticed team one was ahead
0: uh, and it's unfortunate they were in a tu- they were in a tunnel, and it's like yes, that's cool, but like they couldn't get an overhead shot to like actually see who was in the lead. Yeah, they had to just kind of tell us all that stuff, and I think it was poorly planned out. I think they could have done this in a in a better way with more. Shots of footage here. Like, it's just like you saw, I couldn't make out who was on what team, what team was playing.
1: I did make Nick pause a bunch to write down the teams because it was confusing, especially because all the teams had five players, except for one team had four players.
0: Yeah. Why don't you read off the teams while we're here?
1: Team one is Casey, Fessy, Nelson, and Jenny. This is a four person team. So that's something to think about uh, because the rest are five person teams. This wasn't addressed. This wasn't explained. I just noticed it and I was like, huh, that doesn't seem fair. Team two. Two is Bananas, Kyle, Jenna, Rogan, and Melissa. Team three is Dee, Nani, Corey, Bailey, and Wes. And team four is Josh, Maddie, Anissa, Kayla, and Fessy. Um, nothing really to report on this. I mean, there are things that happen that are kind of funny, like Rogan, once Rogan's team is trying to figure out the puzzle, he thinks he has it. And then we learn that D wants to make a power move. And then we learn that, that Rogan hasn't figured out the puzzle. And then we see Rogan figure out the puzzle. You know, that's the problem with this daily is it was, um, like you said earlier, sort of anticlimactic because we didn't really know what was going on. Um, but yeah, so in that first round, Team Two finished first. Then we have Team Three and Team Four go up against each other, and this is a really funny moment. This is one of those Wes one-liners we were talking about because Wes is kind of debriefing his team, and he's like, "Listen, don't don't you even worry about this because uh, see that other guy over there? See Josh? He's gonna go all big Ninja Turtle on us down there, and because they're shooting into a sewer." pipe and he's like it's gonna be flailing around we just have to beat them
0: yeah he calls josh a big ninja turtle which is funny yeah Um, I think the other thing that was kind of interesting here of note is Nelson can't really swim very well and they have to go back and get him. And he mentions that in the off season, he took swimming lessons, but it ain't working for him here.
1: You know, I think that swimming, I think falling into dark water, you know, is different than just like swimming across this lake and getting this thing. So I I imagine that if we see him in a regular type of swimming situation, we'll see that he has improved because of his swimming lessons. But like the if you don't know how to swim and they're asking you to shoot yourself down into like an unspecified body of dark, murky water, like that's going to trigger your f- water, your swimming phobia, you know? So I think that's what we were seeing. And we really see it with Swaggy who comes in next, who just completely, he, he falls down the, the chute and then he flails around in the water. He gets medically dequeued.
0: I mean, he flails around and acts as though he's drowning so much in this scene. Uh, I mean, I believe Anissa even says, like, you have a a life vest on, bro. Like, chill. You're not going to drown. I thought he was throwing this challenge. What? I did. I was like, oh, they're going to make a move. He what? Well, he's making a move for Wes, so Wes could get in the tribunal and make some moves. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, he must be throwing this. They I didn't never think mentioned that it. at all. Oh, afterwards, I don't think it. Yeah. I'm talking about on based on this. I haven't seen him in the water yet, so I didn't yeah. know he was like one of these guys. We who, saw
1: him in the cold water, but I think his he team. He didn't have to swim. Yeah.
0: Like, I haven't seen him swimming yet. I mean, that's where you really separate some of these people on this show is their swimming skills. I really thought he was throwing this thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be a big, because we're seeing him in the beginning, they're going to get Josh out or something. There's going to be some big move being played. For the rest of this episode, there's no mention of it, so I guess he really thought he was drowning.
1: I think that, um, you know, like I said, with falling into the dark, murky water, I don't think it's just testing your swimming skills. I think it's testing your ability to stay calm during your swimming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like Kara not being able to breathe in her life jacket last season, where she's like having an anxiety attack. Anyway, Swaggy gets taken out, and then Josh becomes the guy who has to get two puzzle pieces. Um, and then they we they we try we see them try and put their puzzle together, and like Anisa and Swaggy are struggling to put the puzzle together, and Josh keeps trying to butt in. They keep pushing Josh to the side. They keep telling Josh to no back up, back up, and Josh is upset.
0: He's mad. He's. Uh, they won't let me in there. Gonna throw a fit in a few minutes. He's pissed.
1: I don't know why Swaggy's allowed to do the puzzle if he was DQ'd out of the swimming part. I
0: think maybe they thought he was good at puzzles and he's trying to redeem himself and, you know.
1: Who knows? But we do know that team three, Wes's team, wins. Josh has a meltdown. Maddie, <laughs> Maddie tells him to chill out. And then. TJ addresses everybody's like, good try, losers, team 3 1.
0: A lot of losers talk.
1: Yeah, it's like a new thing for TJ, calling people losers. The
0: people who didn't win are losers.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so now we know that D is going to be on the tribunal, and she's like, this is the perfect time for me to get rid of Jenny.
0: Big move, D. Big move, D.
1: BMD. BMD. Back at the bunker, everyone's talking. We learn that only since four girls' names are going to be called for nomination, and and the house is going to nominate two girls, and there's only seven girls left in the house. That me or not? That's not true. And then there are girls on the tribunal. Anyway, long story short, only one girl's name is not going to be said.
0: Only one girl. That means nine of the ten women in the house will be spoken for. Mm -hmm. And one woman will be left alone. Who will it be? Who will it be? I'll tell you what,
1: the person it was, not the person I thought it was going to be.
0: Who do you think it was going to be?
1: I assumed that it would be someone in Nani's alliance. So either a Jenna or a Kayla, because Nani is on the tribunal with Dee and Wes.
0: Yeah, you'd think Nani's alliance would mean something to her.
1: Yeah, you really would. It turns
0: out she's a bit confused and... So, are we?
1: I mean, you got D, Nani, Corey, Bailey, and Wes on one uh, on the tribunal. So, I don't know. I thought it would be someone in Nani's Alliance. I really, really did. Um, that takes us to. Jenna Facetiming Zach. I'm like, please don't, please don't show me that. Please don't show me that. No. Yeah,
0: she's like leaving from that. She can't get him. He, she's avo- he's avoiding her phone calls. He doesn't pick like, up. I'm like, damn, we're still talking about this. That ain't good for Jenna. The mm-hmm. fact that we're seeing this and and noticed, I, I noticed because I thought she was leaving. When she leaves that room with the FaceTime, she walks down a hallway and near it, it, there's like an arrow pointing to an exit.
1: Oh. And
0: she walks past it. And I was like, is she just going to go to the control room right now and be like, I'm out, y'all. Like, producers, I'm Uh done. Instead, she goes in to talk to her friends but i was like hmm i don't know they showed us that exit sign like for a split second i was like she's she's going to quit here something's something's up
1: it did feel like she was going to quit cuz she was talking about how she wants to quit and then she goes to talk to nani and she's you know going you can just tell that nani is like come on like dude jenna get it together because jenna's just saying like i'm just sad and i don't know what to do and like jenna's saying i'm the one who fucked up it's my fault i just keep no know- i know that he's just back there feeling so bad and like nani's just finally like dude y- you-, you you're killing me i mean she doesn't say that but it's expressed through body language and then it goes to an interview where she says
0: that now that we have jenna actually saying that she fucked up now i need to know what happened
1: what happened
0: she must have cheated on him
1: i don't think that she did
0: something happened but i mean still doesn't excuse the behavior we saw by zach on this show now i feel interested i'm a little I interested by I nani's like i'm done with you lady because it's like she's a number non she's a number
1: i do not think that jenna did anything wrong i think that is classic emotional abuse victim talk being like well it is my fault yeah, that they're upset i agree i don't think she did anything
0: No, nani is uh making the case for Jenna having a skull and not wanting to be here impeding on the fact that Nani doesn't have a skull. Yeah,
1: what's that about?
0: I don't understand, but that's something we're seeing throughout the rest of this episode where she's like, you got a skull, you got a ticket to the final, I don't, I don't think that's right. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And I really don't understand the logic here. I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit more later, so I'll save my thoughts for then, but... Nani is the person that we were talking about being confused by in the beginning of this episode, or Ashley was, because her her thought process of not wanting to keep her alliance super tight, especially this Holy Trinity thing, people feared them. Either we're not seeing something in the edit here where she's feeling too much heat being connected to these people and needs to be cut free or has another another alliance that... Uh, is like uh, she feels she can ride to the end of this thing but we're about halfway through the show and why would you jump ship on your alliance that brought you pretty much almost a perfect game they're playing at this point um so
1: it's either that, or she's getting. She has no power in tribunal, and that the whole tribunal is pushing. Well, we're
0: going to talk about that in a second when we get to the tribunal. But I want to know what's going on. I'm talking about on. these interviews, you yeah, would, because yes, later. I mean, we'll get into it with the votes. It doesn't. She's not voting against
1: her alliance, but her interviews are acting as if she did what I think happened is she went in the house with these two gals, right? She went in there with Jenna and Kayla. She was like, oh my God, we're fucking set. We have each other's backs. And then Jenna and Kayla both proceeded to have complete and total relationship meltdowns. I mean, Jenna with Zach, Kayla with Bear and Mikey P at home. And then, so if, if if that is what happened and Nani was like, I can't depend on these people. They're not, they are not trustworthy or, you know, they're not in a mental state to help me. I don't want to work with them anymore. That's the interview we need to get we need to get nani being like this is the alliance i came into the house with but now i need to make a switch i have to jump ship on this alliance because it's not working out for me instead of her being like i'm annoyed with jenna and zach do you know what i mean
0: yeah and i mean it's not even i'm annoyed it's it's like to the point where it's like i really if you're gonna act like this then fine then don't be here like i think it's better if you're not here it's like yeah, okay, like, maybe you're annoyed by your friend, but you still need a vote. Like, you still need an alliance. Yeah. You still need some, some yeah, protection. Ex-
1: explain it, if your moves, explain to them, to us, if they're, like, politic moves or if they're emotionally based. I, I could need it also some clarity. Be,
0: could it also be the fact that, like, okay, Nani's saying, like, if I get into the final, I'm really trying to get there. I don't want to go up against Jenna.
1: Yeah, is that what's going on? Is Nani a bad friend in this situation, in your opinion, Nick? Is she being a bad friend? I
0: don't know. She I can imagine that like hanging with Jenna at this point in time in the game is fucking grating. Um, and but like I don't understand how your gameplay would be affected by that, knowing what's a million dollars is on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, unless she was a she's fearful of her going up against her in a final i i I don't really get it
1: that brings us to the house of nominations the losers as tj puts it needs to vote two people into the house this is pretty much like non-eventful i mean
0: oh i hated this so the first person is uh casey yeah casey's like hey i'm a rookie i want to earn my stripes i want to get in there and everybody's like okay and then she just puts her name up on the wall. Then we move, and it's like a niece. The niece is like, "Hey, it's been a long time. I'm a vet. I want to get in there." And they're like, "Okay, no votes. Everybody should vote. I want to see everybody's vote." That the, the lack the 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 lack of rules sometimes on the challenge, and like the fact that it's like sometimes they have to vote, and sometimes they don't. The fact that like we need to see a um, like a tribunal vote. Everybody's got to vote on a tribunal, and you can't you can't save your vote uh like even if it's two people vote for the same per- if it's a three person tribunal if two people vote for the same person and there's statistically you cannot have another person go in but TJ still makes them show their cards because it's good for strategy and it's good for storytelling and the fact that here they're like okay not even a ra- hand raise, we don't get.
1: Yeah, so everybody it's everybody, raise your hand if you're okay with Anissa. Yeah, and one if you of see
0: get one person who's like, I'm not raising my hand because I want so and so to go in or I want to go in or something. Yeah. There's nothing here. They just go and put their name up. It's almost like as if they just walked in and put their name on the wall. Like they'd be like, damn, all right, I guess that's, you know, it's like bullshit kind of. And uh, my, fa- my some of my favorite parts of this show are the numbers, the voting, the strategy, seeing the alliances, seeing who is voting for who. They're taking that away from us here and that pisses me off, especially on a double elimination. Yeah. I mean, we so, last episode the best part of the whole goddamn show was the uh the vote. I mean, it was it's whatever, but um
1: so uneventful. It ends with Banana saying, "Is it too late to change our vote to Jenna?" you know, as if they voted, and he's just making a joke here, but he is calling out the fact that Jenna is once again being called out for being checked out of the game, and then
0: Je- and then Jenna's like, "Oh, come on, Johnny, why'd you say that out loud to make everybody feel like I don't want to be here? I hate you!" <laughs> like, she makes makes it very known that like I'm not upset that he said that, but I want everybody to know like I know exactly what that was, and I don't want anybody to get any ideas because I do want to be here. I definitely want to be
1: here. I definitely want to be here. Um, that brings us to the bunks where we see the f- the ladies in the tribunal, which are Nani, Bailey, and Dee talking. They're having their own little tribunal meeting off to the side. Nanny and Bailey are saying, let's put Jenny in. Dee's being silent. She's not saying anything. Dee is like, um, you know, I've learned so much from Wes and I'm going to let these two ladies do my dirty work and put Jenny in. And then we get an interview from Nani being like, Dee wants Jenny to go in. I know what's up. She's just going to let me and Bailey take the brunt for it
0: yeah i mean uh, i thought this was pretty masterful if nani didn't know but yeah. I, I can't tell whether or not nani actually knew in the moment she's talking like they had already sort of mentioned it a yeah. little bit like it wasn't like nani wasn't like hey guys i have a crazy idea it was kind of like hey let's say this for the cameras now right right so who knows what's going on i mean maybe maybe d thought she was gonna be able to save face later with her friendship like on tv but uh yeah Nani knows the whole deal.
1: That takes us to the outside area, a.k.a. the smoking area, a.k.a. what part of the house is this? Why haven't we seen more of it in detail? And Rogan and Jenny are talking, and Rogan spills the beans.
0: Can't <laughs> believe he went out and just dimed D out so hard. That's why it's like there must be something going on. He must have another alliance. He must feel like he's on the chopping block. He must have gotten some intel somewhere. There's no reason to throw. Once again, we're getting we're getting like a... I mean it's different because it's the evil side, sort of, but we're getting like a nanny thing going on with this Rogan, where it's just like Rogan, you have an alliance. Why are you now I know Jenny is also in your alliance and maybe she feels like he feels like Jenny's gonna be stronger for her, but Jenny's not attached to Wes who's a- who's attached to the rest of the house. Right. He must know that his name's on the chopping block. They don't wanna go I don't think Wes wants to go with him in the in the final. Why would you, you know?
1: Yeah, Rogan just tells Jenny everything. Listen, Dee's coming for you. She told me this. She told me uh, all the way she wants. She doesn't want to see you in a final. I mean, he just lays it out like that. But then we hear Rogan say something. I don't know if this... I can't remember if this was an interview or if he said this to Jenny. But he says, it's no secret she scares the shit out of me, um, talking about Dee. And I think what's going on is that D is, comp- and he's like basically says something along the lines of like, I can't have fun as long as she's in here. I think D is a huge cramp in Rogan's side. I think that she is constantly getting in his way for any type of potential romance, maybe harassing him. Who knows what's going on? So
0: Rogan has like had it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, this this alliance was great. We got to like, get and, my ex-girlfriend out of the like, house. We got to get her out of here because I need to hook up with Nani.
1: And he says basically, ooh, that would be a fun. And Who knows? That Who would knows be fun. He, I
0: mean I'm 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 you know.
1: He basically says to Jenny, like or he basically says in an interview, like I'm telling Jenny this because I want to plant the seed that for so for the next female elimination, Jenny tries to get D out. Jenny is shocked. She can't believe what's going on. She does. She's Once she, pr- she gives her loyalty to someone, she expects that loyalty for life, and then if they turn her back on, you know, the cl- same old song.
0: Jenny is not very good at this game.
1: Jenny's not very good at, at being a reality star.
0: I think she's okay at it. I mean, she's definitely a freak of nature as far as, like, her physique and her physical prowess. Um, she's
1: athletically gifted yeah, to the max.
0: Yeah, uh, but, I mean, she's not, she's not like, a cutthroat player she's not really thinking strategy that hard she thinks that just because your friend's going into the house means you're going to continue to be friends a whole bunch of bullshit rhetoric rhetoric she's throwing out here um and she's kind of entertaining just because she's kind of a, a weirdo you know like the way that she kind of talks and and is <laughs> yeah. obsessed with certain aspects of things it, i like it you know and and uh but she doesn't seem like she's ever really going to be at the tops of this game because it ain't all about it. Ain't all about physically performing. It's Would a lot of it, but she's not. She's not politicking correctly. She's not. She's not playing the game hard enough.
1: Would you say she's a Joss? Um. Got, yes, but like but with a Joss, little bit more personality.
0: But like yes, but like Joss at least knew how to like ride a a, a good thing for a while. I mean, Jenny doesn't seem to have. A, an alliance locked in tight enough i don't know i'd prefer to have jenny on this show than joss same joss is a wet rag
1: i like joss when he was hit, hooking up with amanda but that only lasted for a few episodes mm. that brings us to a bar scene and we're going to a new bar josh walks in and he's like i like this he's having fun he's out on the town johnny and jenna are talking in a corner jenna's clearly saying to johnny like why did you say that about that
0: question Is anyone else at this bar? I don't think so. I think they just bought out a couple hours at a bar yeah at a club because there's not a person that you see in these shots and they keep like cornering each selves off in different areas but it's just like there's no one around and when johnny and jenna were having a conversation the background atmosphere noise sounded like it was piped in like it was sweetened up
1: that's a good point it
0: sounded fake to me and i was like oh this sounds like fake bar noise um mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was it, this is Kind of an, it's like a clubby atmosphere. They seem to be kind of excited by it.
1: Yeah, they really, they're, especially Josh. Let's put that out there. Especially Josh. You Very guys, excited.
0: <laughs> this place is great because they serve you alcohol.
1: <laughs> that brings us to Casey, Anissa, and Nani talking. They're a little drunk. And Nani saying, I love you guys so much. And then we learn, this is sort of tipping the hat to the idea that Nani might be in, in an alliance with Casey and Anissa as well. Um, If that's the case, I'd like someone to tell me that. Okay. I would like Nani to pop on and say that. We had a Nisa say, it was either last episode or two episodes ago, that she's very close with Nani, but that she's not part of the Holy Trinity. So she's at the bottom of the pecking order. I mean, she's
0: at the, her alliance with Nani is like, she's at the get. A cup of noodles thrown at your head level Mm -hmm. with Nani so Mm -hmm. that's where she she lands in the pecking order
1: but Nani's just saying like I love you guys so much she's telling Casey like you know like you're a rookie and like you did that like no other rookie has done that and then Nani says just kind of like it is what it is with you and that's so respectful and it's just like I'm loving I love drunk Nani I know that she's problematic she gets in fights with people but she really puts her heart on the table
0: I love this like I'm drunk and I'm just gonna say you know what, Casey? It is what it is with you, and that's so respectful, which means nothing. <laughs> You're using the word respectful wrong. It's uh, classic Nani. I have a question. This is my bet for um, the Zoom reunion, because I imagine this is going to be a Zoom reunion. They didn't tape it, did they?
1: No. Not Probably going to be a of. Zoom
0: reunion. And do you think that Nani, in her little square, if she makes it on the reunion, which I think she will will have a cup of noodles
1: oh my god what's your god. what's your guess i hope so
0: i think she will or does anisa have a cup of
1: noodles mm, i think nani does i
0: think a cup if, of noodles shows up yeah. or whoever hosts it has a cup of noodles
1: or mtv gives nani an award in the shape of a cup of noodles. right
0: there's gonna be a reference to cup of noodles on the reunion i'm
1: calling it now now we just see like a bunch of little snippets of people. Jenny's telling a group that she'll never trust D again. We see Wes, Corey, and D talking. See, Wes is in an alliance with with Corey. Okay, it hasn't been addressed, but they're in an alliance. Then we see like Josh and Swaggy arguing. And like Jenna's sitting there and Bananas is sitting there. And then we get a little clip from Bananas being like, Josh and I were talking about how fake everyone is in the house. Yo, is Josh
0: and Bananas (laughs) buddies? Like, what's happening here? And how come we haven't seen any of that?
1: I want to watch Josh. I want to watch Josh and Bananas talking about how fake everyone in the house is.
0: Yo, I'm not going to lie. Johnny Bananas is cool.
1: I just think that would be such a funny scene those two going back and forth. But basically, so Ban- Bananas is like, yeah, Josh and I were talking about how fake everyone in the house is and then Swaggy like called him a hypocrite and started like arguing with him out of nowhere. I think what is going on is this is not out of nowhere. I think Swaggy came into this house with an alliance with Josh and has seen Josh get zero respect from the other challengers and wants to end his alliance and his friendship with Josh as quickly as possible. Yeah, Swaggy's
0: like, "Whoa, th- josh is like a, a fucking lame in this house no <laughs> yeah. one likes his ass should i not have been linked up with this dude
1: these two get in a fight i mean they j- josh throws a drink at swaggy
0: well it's what's interesting here before they throw the drink you know when they start kind of cursing at each other um you know i believe uh josh uh, uh swaggy keeps calling josh the p word yeah um you know i i feel
1: like which we're not into
0: I don't really care. Um, I feel as though like Swaggy. Oh, no. He says something like, Josh, you always get like this when you're drunk. And it's like, I haven't seen this from Josh really on the show. So it's like, is this a, is Josh like a bad drunk where he starts oh. getting shitty like with people and catty?
1: interesting that you say that i assume that that was just like something you do in a fight when you realize the other person is drunk and you're not and you're like i'm gonna put them in their place you always do this when you're drunk
0: i think there needs to be a precedent set so swaggy doesn't come off to me as like an irrational like idiot you know what i mean so I, i kind of feel like but uh, don't you think that's like a he manipulative? He seems like a smart move? dude, and I kind of feel like he knows like he's going to read somebody in a way where he's like, "This is the dr- drunk Josh." Like I just kind of feel like swaggy i don't know why i just buy that josh is an as a shitty drunk i
1: also think swaggy is smart and with it 100 percent. and i think that's why like if i was drunk and i was arguing with someone and they were like you always do this when you're drunk i would immediately be like oh my god do i i would like turn inward it would shut me up quick
0: who josh you think josh is gonna be able to react that way i don't think so He's basically
1: drunk. swaggy gets up starts walking away i mean bailey came over at one point swaggy gets up starts walking away josh throws his drink on him the um the bodyguards like they like rush in and then josh pushes a bodyguard towards swaggy there,
0: this was such a like him <laughs> trying to antagonize swaggy and then when the bodyguards came in he like literally hid behind their back and then <laughs> literally started nudging one of them like towards swaggy like when it was getting wild swaggy and- was coming coming hard at josh hard at josh josh you can tell he was heated and
1: then josh keeps saying why are you next to me then why are you next to me then (laughs) why are you why are you why are you sitting next to me then um i don't know there's no real winners here but uh, josh does in this scene was saying josh
0: jumps on the bar
1: at one point did you say that no i didn't yeah
0: josh jumps on the bar and the bar looks like it's like made out of glass yeah bartender's
1: like get down yeah and and
0: everybody's like get down josh your big ass is gonna break the bar we're gonna have to owe them this money and josh gets out and it seems like they let everybody else stay but like swaggy and josh have to like leave the bar
1: um josh ends this scene with saying swaggy just played himself (laughs) yo
0: swaggy just played himself
1: and then closing time plays
0: yeah closing time does play It seems like they have budget for like one hit song every episode.
1: That brings us to Tribunal deliberation. This is very quick. Um, And during this, nothing really stood out uh, watching the Tribunal sort of talk about who they wanted to vote in. But one thing did stand out is that Kayla wants to go in. And I put a question mark there because we haven't really heard Kayla say she wanted to go in. I mean, maybe like little snippets, but nowhere near like Tori and Corey and the idea that like they she wants to go in. I was surprised by that and i wonder if it's because bear left
0: and here yeah she's got nothing to lose now but here also she's like um i also want to go in against well hold on
1: so that was the the tribunal deliberation then they put up the names which Mm. are jenny kayla jenna and melissa they decide on those four, and then they start bringing the people in for their interview, and that's when Kayla says, I want to go up against Casey, and Bailey goes, why not Anissa? And Kayla says, I already proved myself against Anissa. You guys don't respect me as a competitor, and I want to send Casey home. Do you believe it? No. What do you
0: think? She just think doesn't think she can take Anissa in some sort of strength game?
1: I think—I I don't know what I believe. I don't know. this. I you think she's
0: the- fearful of Anissa?
1: I found this Kayla situation to be confusing. I don't know why Kayla wants to go in all of a sudden. It's not really explained. I mean, I think maybe she said at one point, like, it's time for me to get a red skull. She said that at one point. But, like, the idea that Kayla's been going around um, campaigning to get thrown in, it's weird to me that we haven't seen that. Uh She did say she's beat Anissa before. Is that true? It has to be true. I don't remember. It doesn't jump to my mind. Um, so maybe she just sees Casey as a weaker competitor or maybe, maybe she's really buying this, uh, shit she's selling Yeah. of like, I want to prove myself. Kayla's from day one has always been like, I want to prove myself. Um, then comes Jenna comes in and this is just kind of like weird. I don't know. Jenna says, I know I'm a complainer. I've been complaining. It's bothering like, everybody. Guys, I want
0: to be here. I want to be here guys.
1: I know that I complain and it's just like wow, Zach really fucked her whole game up. We did not Destroyed get it. Jenna this season. Nah. We did not get Jenna we in haven't all of had her Jenna glory
0: in, in many, many seasons.
1: You know, Jenna's uh, such an interesting um like challenge character where she had like such a strong few first seasons and has just completely like really pittered out over the past 3 or 4 seasons without ever winning and it's it's a bummer. I would like to have seen Jenna win. And now she's getting older and stronger competitors are coming into the house. And it's like, is she ever going to get back to that sort of elite status that she had in her early years? I don't know. Then Melissa comes in and Melissa's just like, I don't, wanna I don't want to go in. She just does not want to go in. I don't want to go in. And then Jenny comes in and basically just like talks too much, I guess, was the point of that yeah. edit like
0: yeah she just rambles, rambles rambles if i go in i don't want to go in and then like literally cory's like what are you gonna do for me and he's like he's like oh i'll get you a red skull i'll i'll help you out don't worry and then keeps talking keeps talking and then corey has got to be like yo 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 chill jenny yeah they're basically
1: <laughs> they keep interrupting her and they're She's like you like, gotta Sorry, go I talk too much
0: and then it's just like okay and she, they boot her the hell out of there
1: then we see uh,
0: by the way d says nothing during this yeah you know, she kind of looks away almost.
1: Yeah. Also, during the bar scene, Jenny noticed that uh, Dee's behavior was very shady. She
0: wasn't talking to her.
1: Yeah. She wasn't looking at her. Uh, she says she has a horrible poker face. We see Anissa working out, and she Anissa reminds us that she's won eight eliminations. So she's not someone we should sleep on.
0: We should say that she's been in 49 <laughs> eliminations. I think career. she has, like,
1: a 50-50 record, if I remember correctly. Um, that brings us to Purgatory. TJ uh, once again addresses the people in the house that didn't make Tribunal as losers. Losers. Hey, losers. I had you vote in two people. It's Casey and uh, Anissa. They come on down. Then he's like, Tribunal, do you guys want to go in? And, like, D's like, nah.
0: We get some interviews from the people that don't have red skulls. Um, uh which is nani and who uh bailey and they're like yeah this doesn't look right for me this doesn't look right for me but the only person that answers tj is the person with the red skull and she's
1: like ha ha
0: ha i'm gonna sit this one out Tej. yeah N- um, nani
1: getting no heat from tj bailey getting no heat from i TJ. already
0: got my skull tj i do i do <laughs> um so and Proper Teej- psychopath. Teej has no problem with this
1: um, and then tribunal votes. I don't even think we saw the whole tribunal vote. And it comes down to Kayla going in against Casey and Jenna going in against Anissa.
0: Yeah, we got I think we got the whole everybody voted for the person that goes in except for Nani. Nani votes for uh, Jenny, Jenny the, both with times. Jenna. Yeah, both times. And, yep. and Jenny only gets that one vote. Uh, from nani so the whole let's get jenny out thing does not kind of come to fruition and then we get an interview from d who's just like i don't think this was the right time to take that shot i don't i don't um so she's uh basically like her time will come it's just not happening now And i think d kind of felt the heat a little bit makes me wonder how much of that was actually ever going to happen if that was just kind of like I want to put this out there to kind of get my villain edit going with this Rogan conversation and really there was no more talk of this Mm. later or was it how it kind of felt like it might have went down which was she got spooked a little by Jenny kind of being tipped off and she kind of figured that out I'm sure there was a moment with Wes being like this and I'm doing the cut Throat sort of sign like "Eh, pull it, eh, eh, eh." pull it. Yeah, let's not do this. Let's not do this.
1: I think they walk into purgatory, and what they Nani tells us what they see are these two crates, these two like big shipping crates full of what look like medicine balls. They're Uh, like black balls. So I think they look and Nani's like I don't know what this is about, but I think West looked or someone looked at it. I don't know why I'm assuming West knows what's up. Pulling
0: everything uh, Um, around here. Someone looked at
1: that and said, "Oh, this is gonna be like a, a." Completely a strength and endurance. you right. Thing. I mean,
0: you don't throw her in there. She's just going to knock another player out. And you you're... don't
1: see anything for a puzzle mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I think maybe that's what happened. But here we go. Nani's entire alliance is on the purgatory floor, and Nani was in tribunal. Does that mean that Nani had no power in tribunal? No one respects her. Or she completely got thrown under the bus and that the alliance that was running tribunal was not running her alliance, was not with her alliance. What is happening? Why aren't we getting something that is explaining why Nani's two best friends, Kayla and Jenna, are down there, and then the other people that she's aligned with affiliates. the house? Anissa and, and- and Casey are down there I don't get it
0: and and in her interviews it's not like oh fuck what happened here it's she says once like man my whole alliance is down there but the rest of the interviews are like Jenna needs to go like it it, it does not add up here and we don't see any of that really in the gameplay of this show and we don't understand her intentions of wanting Jenna to leave
1: either there's bad editing happening where we're not getting an explanation, where where Wes is going, Nani, I know that you don't want any of your friends in, but to be honest, my alliance is on this tribunal, yours is not, and we're going to put your alliance in there. Either that is happening, and we're not being seen that edit, or Nani's like the worst at the political game of all time, which I don't think she is. What do you think?
0: I think that she's not a very good... Um player of this game Mm. and uh i also think she might be in a west johnny bananas alliance there's a moment in the tribunal that is uh, just coming to me now who is the second person to be uh interrogated in the tribunal so you had jenna kayla kayla jenna Jenna.
1: melissa jenny okay
0: third melissa there's a point when wes is like talking to melissa Melissa's like i don't want to go in what can i do and then wes is like join us he looks and he goes, "Join us. We want, you know, let's do this together," sort of. He's saying, "Join us," and no one's fl- fl- uh, flinching. You say that he's got an alliance with Corey. Who yes. else is in there? Bailey. He's got an alliance with Bailey. Yes. Who else is in there? D. D, he's got an alliance with D. He's also Nani's also in there.
1: Yeah. I think
0: that Nani has been absorbed into the West universe. Uh, You might be
1: 100% right because something else that's been bothering me about this season, we haven't seen any Nani-Johnny interactions really, and they're usually always in an alliance. Yeah.
0: I think that she has jumped ship on her alliance because the numbers are not on her side. The numbers are—she only has three, three, four people. They're not the strongest people in the house. You're right. I think that's what's
1: going on. I think you're right, and I wish we had seen that. Or Nani explained it in an interview.
0: Well, luckily you got me here. To put the pieces together, uh, I am the West of this podcast. Okay, <laughs> hey, and you? What the hell? It's
1: cool. You're Josh. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Lovable. How dare you? <laughs> I'm Laurel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Laura, Laurel. Laurel. <laughs> hey, tell me, I'm Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, you're Laurel. Am I Sarah Rice? No, you're Laurel. Okay,
0: when she lost the ninja. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Uh, what
1: the? TJ explains that this purgatory is called Bombs Away. And basically, no, no, you're you're Laurel, you're Laurel
0: on Love on the Peak.
1: Hey, come on now! Oh my God, <laughs> I'm gonna smack you with my <laughs> microphone. Um, we learned that this is called Bombs Away. Basically, you just you have these big bombs that are like I said, medicine balls, and you got to pick them up throw them out
0: let's cut to the chase here they're in a dump truck they have a bunch <laughs> of medicine balls and whoever can get all the medicine balls out of their dump truck first wins okay in the first one we have kayla versus casey and kayla shits the bed casey gets all our medicine balls out of there real freaking quick and guess what people are now scared of casey kayla's going the f home in the next elimination we have anisa versus jenna jenna says
1: anisa is gonna throw her back out. You were like, watch this, watch this. Oh, yeah. Anissa's going to throw her because back out. Because I was
0: out. like, she's going to get hurt. I know. This is what she does. She just gets hurt. There's no also, way she's going to get through this without getting hurt. Also,
1: another thing you said was like, why hasn't anybody brought up the fact that Anissa's out of shape? <laughs>
0: like, I never said yeah, you that. Did.
1: You were like, are we going to talk about the fact that Anissa's in the worst shape of her life? Is anybody going to bring that up? <laughs> How
0: dare you bring that up on this podcast? Yeah. That was just for me and you. That's what you said. Anyway, that she's throwing all the stuff out and uh, all the medicine balls out. And there's a point where she her, like takes her wrist and shakes it. She sprained her wrist. We're going to find that out next time. But what happened, it came down to the wire. Jenna did really well. She kind of gassed out in the end. And uh, for me, unfortunately, Anissa wins because I do like Jenna more than Anissa. I'm sorry. What the fuck?
1: I do. Nick, take it back. You don't mean that. No,
0: Jenna was my pick for winner of this game. Wow. Based on the edit. I'm like, we're getting too much of her. Anissa, but it turns out could, they're just flamed out.
1: First off, we've been begging Anissa to come back on this podcast. for like-
0: I love Anissa, but I am a Jenna fan. I did want to see her get redemption on the season. Yada, yada, yada. But anyway, Anissa wins. Jenna goes the hell home. That means Kayla and Jenna, two of the Holy Trinity, going home. Is Nani left alone?
1: First off, Anisa is having an incredible season. I'll take Anisa's faces re- facial reactions um, behind during voting. She's great. I love Jenna Anissa. And I love Anissa. Listen, we're going to have a serious she's, talk off pod about what you just said. She's accident prone
0: and she needs she needs to do a little more work in on the on
1: I the love Anisa. Something I noticed about this is that like feels like all of the guys' eliminations, at least the past two, maybe even three, have all been like physical interactions with each other. You know what I mean? Like it's like they're like fighting in a circle. They're trying to get a ball in a thing. All the girls' stuff, they're not interacting with each other at all. It's all like endurance and strength. At the end of this, Nani looks up to Corey and she goes, She tried talking about Jenna and Corey says Jenna did way better than Kayla and as Kayla and uh, Jenna walk away Wes yells at them I hope your lives aren't too ruined at home yeah another great Wes line ending the show nice
0: little button hope your
1: lives aren't ruined at home and
0: we hope your lives aren't ruined at home because thanks for listening to this podcast Uh, do us a favor if you want to follow us on Instagram Twitter if you want to find our Patreon if you want to check out where this podcast is posted you can do that all at realityblowspodcast.com and as always may tj do something cool
1: in a peacoat and may and may you also be a loser with us no wait and may anisa stay on the show forever okay there we go no one's a loser we
0: we, by the way if you guys want to write us some of uh these sign-offs yeah we need sign-offs dm us us. realityblowspodcast at gmail.com guys thanks
1: for listening bye-bye